Hello and welcome to the Sportingly Average podcast, episode 17. Uh, I'm not really sure what the title of this one's going to be. July recap I've written down. July recap. Mainly because we haven't come up with a theme. But deliberately, mainly because there just was too much good sport in July. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Phil, and we're once again reliably in Jupp's living room. Jupp, how are you? Nice one. Yeah, I'm good. Full of wings. Fueled, fueled by fried chicken. That's the one. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. And if Wingstop do want to sponsor us, we're very much we will give you a shout out every episode <laughs> for free wings. Yeah. Even a discount doesn't even need to be free. Just even just one free wing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the, even the maybe free dip because you've got paid for those as well. So yeah. get some free dip on board. What was your what's your wing of choice? I like a like a good, bar- good barbecue sauce or something like slightly spicy but also like maybe sweet and spicy oh you love the spice yeah, yeah of course yeah. and, and Reese, how are you yeah where good. do you stand on spicy wings i'm i'm very pro spicy wings as you well know um as long as i've ever eaten entire chili pepper yeah and, that is true. to prove how manly i am and then regret it very very soon <laughs> start, start crying. Is, yeah they were tears of joy john in, in the they were tears of yeah. joy it was so the, the flavor the flavors are so delicate and so sort of rich and so well put yeah, together. It's just embarrassing having like someone that looks like your dad cry in the curry house just after playing 18 rounds of, of terrible golf as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, disagree. I played a round of wonderful golf. I was going to say, have you, since we last recorded... I'm glad you mentioned this. ...an episode, yeah. has anything significant happened in your life, Reese? Have you won any, won any silverware? Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, just so the viewers know, you're, of course, referring to... The Hogs on the Oak Golf Society Invitational took place a couple of weeks ago at uh, the Oaks, Car Shelton Beaches. And if they'd like to sponsor us with three rounds, <laughs> or ideally, you know, the way that pro golfers have their own like buggy, dedicated buggy yeah, at yeah. their course, like you know, like snowboarders or skiers have like their own dedicated cabin. Yeah, right? parking like, spot. Yeah, parking spot. Yeah, I feel like there should be a sporting leverage buggy at, at, at the Oaks. Oaks. Uh, I, I did a win, I, I bloody won. Yeah. On the on the I believe a, a double tiebreaker. Double count back. Double count back. Double count back. Took the win. Um for which I am rewarded with a trophy and the right to pay for my own name to be engraved on there. Yeah. Exactly. So I imagine if it is pay if it's if it's cost per character, it's gonna be two, three RC. RC. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, if you know you know. Yeah, they realize you have to pay for it. That's actually really funny. <laughs> if one is better, you've got to pay for it for your name. I'm going to get it engraved for him. Yeah. Plus, it's in his living room. Well, presumably, it hasn't left your bed. Obviously. You should nestled on the pillow next year. I've not drank anything out of a normal cup ever since then. Exactly. Just, yeah. Everything. Mouthwash, water, Jaeger champagne, Jaeger. Yeah. yeah, I did get a very, very generous double Jaeger shot out of that, which was... You know what? I'd say it tasted sweet. You are. I'd say it was the sweet taste of victory, but it wasn't. It was the bitter, bitter taste of victory. Sure, at this point now, we were just enjoying it. You were no. just, you were there for the ride. You just, you no. Just, you're into it. No. Turns out, no. Did you prefer the, uh, ooh, what was it? The, the double shot of gin from oh, Ghana, the Ghanaian gin? That, oh, God, it was right, actually. Yeah. I think it was good. God, no wonder it's in a state. So, um, the, of all the grim. golfing stats, what do you think? was your standout stat of the day? You know, where, where do you think you were above and beyond the pack? But Bulls lost zero, Phil. Bulls lost zero. That's, that's always going to help. Yep. Yeah, it turns out if you don't try and hit it, you just sort of feather it gently down the middle. Um, <laughs> Tap it in. Yeah. Yeah, no one needs to be a big man. Yeah. Just uh, no, no pride, no, no shame. 
Just do the easy Just get easy it in the hole. Option. Get it in the hole. Just get it in the hole. But no, well done. Thanks very much. Uh, and thanks for organising it. Obviously, that's right. Phil, special Sadly, Jupp and I were in that tournament and neither of us came. Well, we're a million no, miles off. We're not far off. Yeah. Miles off what I right. say is, like I said to you guys before, part of me was like, I've got a lot to tell everyone about this and like boast and like put pictures up. The other part of me was like, you know what? Irrelevant. Enjoy the moment. 15 of us, yeah. amazing day. Shout out to all the lads who came out and lost. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but no, seriously, you know, without, without you guys there, it'd just be me winning by myself. Um, which would be ultimately meaningless. You can still get the trophy though. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so this week we haven't really picked a theme just because there's so much sport out there. We've had Wimbledon, we just had the Open, we've just... Uh, golf, some F1, yeah, the, final, F1. the final major of the year in golf's just been finished, it's the Women's World Cup. There's all sorts out there. Ashes. For the Eskimo, Eskimo Olympics. Eskimo just, Olympics. Just haven't I mean, finished. Yeah. I do see. Find it. Do you see there was an article on the BBC about that? And I think someone at BBC oh, heard us talking about it yeah. and thought, they're onto something here. We should do an article on the Eskimo Olympics. Oh, yeah. And we got zero recognition that BBC article. Zero If you're out there, George Wright. Yeah, our lawyers will be in touch. Yeah. Our lawyers will be in touch. Also, you know, didn't or appreciate the... didn't approach it with the cultural <clears throat> sensitivity that we did. Yeah. Eskimo Indian Olympics. Unbelievable. Brutal. How ripped he is at first preserving a rare. Yeah, so we're just gonna give our a few stats, discussions, talking points of various sports uh, that have been happening recently. Uh Jup, do you wanna do you wanna kick us off? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, <laughs> don't sound too cute. Uh, <laughs> well, if I have to. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about F1, and that just brings sadness into my heart, And but then I know Reese hates it, so that makes me feel better about it. But then I'm going to talk about Red Bull, and that makes me feel sick. So, yeah, I don't really know how to talk about it. it. Um, but yeah, so, <clears throat> as you know, uh, Hungary Grand Prix, was, or Grand, Prix? Grand Prix was yesterday. Red Bull have a new record for setting 12 consecutive wins most likely going to be 20 every race this wins this maybe 24 this year but Hamilton got pole right can he not yeah he got he got he was four he was p4 by the beginning of of the first corner he just got destroyed yeah those those kinds of things happen when you're a novice driver yeah Bit more experience and he'll really come through might be one to watch for the future that's your worst joke of the day absolutely worst joke of the day Novice yeah, driver, seven should be eight time world. So I don't know if a Hamilton simp in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even really like Hamilton. What's his name? Michael Morpurgo. Michael Morpurgo. Michael Morpurgo. That's no, a... who was the who's the racer? Oh, Michael. Um, Michael Massey. Michael, Michael Massey tire. Yeah. Yeah. If Michael McIntyre hadn't messed it up for everyone. Yeah. The T gun crash. Yeah. He's now doing an MBA. Useless. Yeah, he's doing an MBA at the uh, London Business School. He's not doing any racing. No, because he's that crap. Sad stuff. Anyway, sorry. I'm yeah, on that, on that weird topic, you know, there's um, uh, there's a couple of random drivers. One that's now set set up an adult entertainment store. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and now another one helps his dad run a printing business from Indonesia. Oh, Definitely, wow. yeah. Kimi Raikkonen. I can see it being the first one. <laughs> Just quietly nodding in the back of the strip. Yes. Good. 
was about to say, is that finish your accent? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I realised as I was about to do it, I actually don't know what a Finnish accent sounds like. Um, but I thought I'd plough through and hopefully you wouldn't yeah. mention it. Yeah. <laughs> but you did. Fortunately, if you're doing a Riken impression, you can just sit there silently. Yeah. And it's a flawless impression. Just look, in the, look at the wall and yeah. nail it. <laughs> or pass out drunk when I hear it. Yes. Yeah, he, he loves is. doing that. He loves getting Who would do such a thing? Yeah. We on this podcast certainly do not condone such wanton alcohol abuse. Yeah. Definitely don't get too drunk on purpose. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> unacceptable. Or four speed your friend Jager. Yeah. Right, Hungry Grand Prix. Anyway, so I wrote down what I wrote down. F1 news. Season continues to be extremely dull, with the marketing departments of an enormous energy drink supplier continuing to dominate the season. Blah blah blah. Um, right, but anyway, what the what that the, sounds like actual sports journalism. Yeah. <laughs> I spent all of five minutes writing this. Um, I can't so, wait to see what you come up with when you learn that Arab nation states, the fact that they're Arab is irrelevant, nation states own several football clubs <laughs> and are actually just cocking up the entire sport. Oh, yeah. You're going to be furious. But, I mean, at least if it's like most manufacturers, they're either promoting their own cars, not just promoting something that's unrelated to... <laughs> it's uh, just advertising, isn't it? Of course it's it is, just yeah. a drink. Anyway, I only said that because I'm bitter about it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the other thing that Red Bull did is they sacked one of their drivers 11 races into the season. So I was oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, Nick DeVries. So I thought, hmm, I wonder really? if Bell's had a very short season. Yeah, he, so, okay, replaced so. by Danny Ricciardo Danny in the Rick. Alpha Tauri racing alongside Yuki Sano. Uh, sorry, that, that's not Red Bull, that's Alpha Tauri, right? That's completely uh, Their sister team. It's a completely is, different company, is, isn't it? Alpha. Uh, Alpha Tauri is, is that? First Bull. Latin Bull. First Bull. First Bull, yeah. Yeah, we used to be... Finally, my Latin A-level is coming in useful. Else. Yes. It used to be called Toro Red. Red. Yeah, there you go. That one. Yeah. Toro Red. Red Bull Packers. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I had a look into the other shortest careers of F1 drivers. I thought it would be interesting. Um, and it is interesting. Um, this is going to take like a really morbid twist and like some bloke died in the first race. Not <laughs> as morbid as that, but it is, <laughs> it is a little bit funny. It is pretty morbid. Um, so, so the shortest one ever, well, for like a proper career, was five races. Um, this guy, Japanese chap called Yuji Ide. Um, sorry, he lasted four races before being booted out of the seat. Oh, wow. Basically, was three seconds slower than his last teammates, and teammates last in the race And he was often nine seconds behind pole position in qualifying. That's a lot. So, in comparison, Williams in 2019 were on average 2.8 seconds behind. The pole position, and they were, and we were like, Williams, you are a pile of crap. Yeah, yeah, you may as well just give up. So these guys were probably his, his probably slow, but anyway, that's ridiculous. Nine seconds, seconds on the gap between an F one and F two car, like yeah, over a lap. That's <laughs> genuinely is. Yeah. What three seconds on average? What, what is that? Three seconds. What's the average lap? Is that like a minute and a half? Minute thirty, very yeah. loosely. Ish. Three seconds is just criminally. Like, that's criminally at three percent. Well, at, at Hungary, hard. wasn't there like point three of a second separating the top ten? And there's only 20 races. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just seems ridiculous that. that, that I mean, that, that's like reaction time. Yeah. Know, or less than reaction time. Do you know what the distance is for three seconds? It's something like, because they tr- travel so fast, it's something like 100 and something of meters, 50 meters. I mean, so way like, more than 100 meters. It's, it's enormous, yeah. They top out 200 yeah. kph, they're uh, flying. Yeah, they go fast, so it's oh, like, it's a long way. way. Um, this podcast is sponsored by the metric system. <laughs> Second West Jack Day Hill. I'm keeping count. Anyway, best the joke is coming then. I hope. I hope so. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh right. Yeah. So, but the, he got kicked out of his seat because he's had a horrific crash with another driver. Not really a crash because it was just basically just went to the inside and fairly fast past corner. 
being so far behind, just basically like took out his back wheel, sent the guy roly poly into the sand about six, seven times oh and the, God. on the first lap of the, the Grand Prix. And the FIA just took away a super license and he did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that, that lap. Just yeah. Pull into the pits. You've been black. Yeah. You've been black flag. It was it was go, 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 go. it was awful. Um, and yeah, the the, the, the guy in the car. This was the uh, twenty two thousand six. So they didn't have the halo. So the guy's just like upside dangling, down, he's still yeah. dangling, just sucking it. Um. So yeah. So he was he was sent home. Like Justifiably like, brief career, it sounds. Yeah. yeah very very so. My brother used to take corners on Gran Turismo too. <laughs> Just bouncing off other cars and be like, ah, oh, they need to turn. Um, and the other short, the extremely short one. Was that your second favourite video game as a child growing up after Pong? Brilliant. <laughs> no, I couldn't afford Pong. I just had like a hoop in the little stick. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, other, and the other Brilliant. super short career was a chap called Ernst Luf. Any guesses where he's from? Germany. Germany, yeah. I'll show, I'll show you if he's from somewhere else. Anyway, um, <laughs> that would have been the worst. Traditionally quite good for yeah. driving. Well, so he started his own team, entered into F1 in the Not 50s. Uh, apparently, he was just done in tight. You could just do that. Uh, <laughs> and the fuel pump died in his car as he set off into his first race. And, he'd, and he managed six and a half feet. And then the team folded. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, six and a half feet and he was done. That is quite a ball of movement. Starting your own F1, F1 career. Starting yeah. your own F1 team. Sort of um, start. And just so he can race. You know what's a baller team? Setting up, setting up an F1 team. Yeah. That's a baller move. Yeah. You know what isn't a baller move? Setting up some kind of front in order to propel your car forward six feet. Yeah. And then going, da. Yeah. We tried. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the morbid part of this is that he had a, he had a brain tumor. He died three years later. He was like, no, he's quite young. So, so, yeah, I think he wanted to live a little, but couldn't, couldn't create a working fuel pump. I mean, that was. The most thrilling six seconds of his career. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, six and a half feet of his career. Six and a half feet. So oh, God. Yeah, like yeah. Half a second. I guess, like, the build-up to yeah. it. Go, imagine, did he do the four? He made around formation. Really massive, massive, massive. As you, like, drive around and, like, one at a time. Yeah, we've we yeah, all like, done Oh, my God, I'm in an We've all done that. Like, like, like a go-kart. Yeah. 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 I know, yeah. It's a mess, isn't it? Imagine they're all drunk. To be fair, they're an absolute death machine in the 50s now. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, well, they, just, they didn't necessarily, I mean, more did die, but they just retired. They just, the cars broke, they didn't necessarily explode or crash. They just broke. So, like, the DNF rate was massively yeah, high. Massive. Like, people would win championships DNFing, like, 30% of the races. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I'd be there driving around at 40. <laughs> Finishing, like, 14th, uh-huh. 12th every time. But even yesterday, so in 2023, um, Ocon had... What well, was a fairly small crash, came up in the air a little bit and landed quite heavily, <laughs> broke his seat that he was sitting in, so he had to immediately retire. But, like, even, yeah, and that's wild to hear that inside the shell of the car, the seat then broke from the impact of the landing. A bit worrying. Yeah. I mean, they're, him not, they're not designed to be airborne, are they? Uh, they're not, but you would think that has some give. Yeah, so <laughs> we described it as like a little crash. He was airborne for a little bit. It was. Oh, you didn't go like compared in, in to this, crashes in this where part, in this, like, Verstappen is yeah. just like rolling or Joe Van Nier is upside down for seventy meters. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, little one, he was. Yeah. So but anyway, yeah, six and a half feet. Is the answer to the that's shortest inc- ever that's incredible. How good is that? That's 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 one of the best stats I think we've had on this podcast. So way, way to go. Good. Way to go. If you've got brain tumor. 
Starting an F1 team. Yeah. And then now. Drive a bit recklessly. It's a shame you can't do stupid stuff like that now, isn't it? As much as it's ridiculous, and I'd be like, what on earth is this idiot doing? I still kind of watch it. Oh, good, yeah. I'd watch yeah. It. You've got enough money. Elon Musk. Well, it's the 50s. Yeah. I don't know if you're sure you needed that much money to go with Well, that's what I mean. You now, can do it now, yeah. guys. Musk has just bought Twitter for shits and giggles. Then you mean X. Yeah, it's X. X. Oh. Yeah. Someone else, like Thread, should now change their name to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is quite funny. I saw a funny, oh, it's, not, it's not even a funny tweet anymore, it's a funny X where someone was like, I'm currently doing like a branding profile of Twitter and no Elon, it's, it's due today, and no Elon, I'm not going to go through every slide and change it from Twitter to X and the bird to an X logo. <laughs> 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 no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so. There's quite a few stats that he's going to break, isn't it? Matt or Max. Constructor, most yeah. wins in a season. They but, could they could do their own, the first ever flawless season, couldn't they? It would be like most lads, most lads, most, most lads, lads led. He was lads. Uh, yeah, not lads. Most, most, most lads led. Most, oh, most, <laughs> most lads led. led. <laughs> uh, probably leapfrogging lads. Uh, most. Top positions, most, win, most wins, wins in a row, most points, even potentially could be up there. Yeah, there's seven and two at the moment. Worst bloke, most boring um, season. Biggest lips on the grid. Yeah, fish lip. Just hoping Danny Rick is my um, favorite bit of yesterday's race was when Martin Brundle was looking something to do and then talked to Terry Crews for a bit. Did he make his pec stance? He, was he like, did, yeah, instantly. He walked to me, he's like, uh, Terry Crews, uh, former NFL. I saw you because you're very big, and he's like straight away. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if I could make the pecs you couldn't you couldn't stop me <laughs> on the tube Christ. on the way back home. I mean, the best bit of the Hungry Grand Prix was when Lando did his Lando oh, Norris, yes. the British driver for McLaren, came second, did his trademark celebration where he gets his bottle of champagne, smashes it on the floor. Well, not smashes it, but as in bangs it along the floor, so, so then it starts spraying really vigorously. He does it, but he smashes it against the number one podium uh, stand. And the force of him hitting the number one podium stand causes Max Verstappen's number one trophy to fall off and smash. Because the Hungary Grand Prix trophy is like a handmade, it takes like six months to make, costs like 800,000 euros or something ridiculous. Handmade porcelain bars. No way. And it just like, completely smashed. I mean, that's hilarious. You can't be leaving that out there. That's yeah. just terrible. Yeah, it legit takes like six months to make. Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. I saw the video, it's hilarious. He kind of goes, oh. And, and he just carries yeah, on. He's like, ah, oh, I'll just carry It's hilarious until, you, until the camera pans to the poor face in the crowd. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> a solitary tear. <laughs> yeah. We did the same at Silverstone, but it just didn't, the trim just didn't break. He always does the thing and yeah, but isn't like the train fell off, off as well. But ah, that's like him. Yeah, yeah, he now needs to stop. Yeah, there. Lando, if you're listening, yeah, one, get some Jaeger in you. Yeah, two, stop doing that. That'll work. A couple of Jaeger, honestly, puts a puts a fire up here. Well, he doesn't drink, does he? So he just drinks. And according to Danny Ricciardo, he doesn't have any pubes. What? Have you seen that interview? I haven't. Seen... They do. Uh, they do pre-race interviews, and they just pick sort of three random-ish drivers. It's normally three of the more popular, more racy ones. And a couple of years ago, back when Danny was racing for, I think they might have both been McLaren. It was a good while ago. Must have been right. It might have been pre that actually. But anyway, okay. it was Hamilton, 
I think it was Hamilton, Ricciardo and Norris um, were chatting to the press, uh, the three of them, and Daniel Ricciardo just whispers to Lando Norris, have you got pubes yet? <laughs> Norris just loses it. And for like two minutes, can't, you know when you're just laughing and you get them and you just cannot yeah. stop. Yeah. Norris just goes. And for like, and Lewis Hamilton's just like, uh, what is that? No, 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 it's not you, don't worry. <laughs> I've seen that video, yeah. Because like, like sincerely, I was like, did you have pubes yet? <laughs> so I imagine sincerely asking someone else. Danny Rick no. is. Well, not your professionals, actually, that's their job as well. Like, yeah. To have like pubes. Having a town hall meeting and just going to the person coaxing with you, do you have pubes yet? Yeah. It's like, um, he's, Danny Rick's always brilliant. He's funny on Drive to Spire as well. Danny Rick. Well, that's the conspiracy theory, isn't it? That's why they brought him back, back yeah, in forever for like just making more insane. Yeah. yeah. But it's, isn't he the. Uh, I think the reason was terrible, though. But I mean, they're, never, they're not going to give Danny Rick that seat at, at Red Bull. Uh, not definitely this season. There's rumours Norris has already signed a contract. Really? Yeah. Rumours Norris has already signed a contract. But Norris is in McLaren for like till 2026. Yeah, but those part Oh. Perez is done at the end 24, and they're like, we are bringing Norris, another young driver. To there, McLaren could sign Perez. Yeah. Mm, Fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Right. Come on, Reese. Well, so that's the F1 done for the day. What have you got? Much to Reese's delight. What American sports can you bore us with this week? I mean, there's nothing on at the moment. The WWC, which threw me twice. WWC. Yeah, and I was like, what on earth is that? WWC, the, the Women's World Cup. Yeah. I just invented an acronym. And, uh, is it just the World Cup that women have to play? Yeah, that's how I think about it. Yeah. But communication is about effectively communicating with the, with the, the people Recipient. around you, the crowds. Exactly. So you made up a new acronym? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm I'm all in on the management speak now, <laughs> all in. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed watching Messi and Argentina win the MWC. That was good fun. Yep. Yes, it, yeah, it was. Yeah. WWC. Mr. Messi, you should actually call him. <coughs> we should specify. We should specify. Uh, I don't know who won the WWC. Jeffy suggested that we do a bigger a bigger pod on it later. So oh yeah, we'll do some basic. Yeah, I got some some little quick. Yeah. It's coming home. So a little, little quick stat. We're like only fourth, we're like fourth ranked in the world or something. We're pretty good. So, we did, yeah. we did win the Euros. I know, but we're only fourth. I was like, surely. Oh, right. Germany's above us and Sweden, I think. That's why I feel they, England, they England doesn't England. suit going into tournaments as favourites. No. No. Or going to tournaments. <laughs> I, was it 2008 we missed the Euros that we didn't qualify for? No, we were there. Sure. Right. I mean, missed it. I think that's that was the Croatian played in Croatia. The ball like back pass from Gary Neville, where Paul Robinson missed it. it or Bob on the turf. The Greece went away Euros. No, that was oh. That was oh four. That was oh four. In the old school potluck, I had Netherlands and Tom Metcalf had Greece, and I was very smart. You did the year thirteen potluck. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, very good. Anyway, <laughs> look, just a quick one. So as of, I, I checked as of this morning, and like, there were like, there'd be 15 games played at the time with 1.4 goals per game. Compared, I was like, That's really low. That was really low, because you know what the average goals per game was in the last tournament? Yes, I did the BBC Sport Women's World Cup quiz and got like two out of nine right. It was embarrassing. But it was like 3.3 goals a game or something ridiculous. It was insanely high. It was insanely high. Do you want to hazard a guess? Oh. Uh, it's I've really, no idea. really high. If, if you're saying it's insanely high, I, I mean, I thought 3.3 was insanely high, but yeah. 
3.9. Oh, that, that, that wasn't saying high. Oh, right. Because it was 2.81. <laughs> oh, 2.8. 146 yeah. goals, 52 matches. Uh, that's enormous. Slightly best, most goals scored by a team in the US, 26. Biggest goal difference, 23, US. Slightly helped by their 13 0 win over say, Thailand. Yeah, they just absolutely batter some poor team. Yeah, we're going on to win the tournament. Um, so I was like, I wonder which one of those is. Was that the game where they got almost critiqued because. Yeah, there's a lot well, of. Like celebrating. Rapinoe was like celebrating, yeah. going 10 0 up and like going mental. And I was like, that's not really what you're going to do. Yeah. But this, I had this chat with a colleague today. It's like, what. What do you think is better to do in that instance? Do you kind of do you continue giving the opponent your full respect and yeah. like play and try and score, or do you ease off? Because I think famously at halftime of the Germany Brazil game, in was it 2018? Yeah, it's showing them respect by playing hard. Yeah, well they were six one up and he was like, take take your feet off the gas a little bit. We don't want to embarrass them, but it was Brazil in Brazil. Yeah, so maybe slightly different. But um, I think you don't need to run for cover after because they want to come after you. No, I think I think it's more that like. They, like they, it was down. really emotional, wasn't yeah. it? Because Neymar was injured. They prayed his shirt before the game or like crying. Oh, and they were like 3 0 down after 15 minutes. Yeah. Was it my favourite tweet ever? Was we like, if only there was a German word for lightning fast countering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's the most intellectual comments in the way. Anyway, uh, 2015, average goals per game? Uh, it's slightly fewer, but still a lot. 2 6. 2.81. The exact same oh, number. Wow. 146 goals over 52 matches. Um, but in this time, there wasn't a 13 0 win to pop the US's goal difference up. But anyway, yeah. But we, so I didn't realize this either. England came fourth in the last World Cup. We came third in the one before. So top four finishes. We, we lost to the US in the semi, no? But the US. What's her uh, face did the stupid cup of tea? Cup of Abbey. No. Uh, no. Um, no Abbey it is an A. Uh, her, she's very good. And she's recently, what's the cup of tea? What's the cup of tea thing? What's her, her celebration? She like drank oh, the cup of tea with her okay. pinky out. Yeah. And like everyone was furious. Alex Morgan. That's Alex the one. Morgan. She yeah. is very, very good at football. Correct. So fair. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. So we lost that. We then lost to two in Sweden, third, fourth place playoff. Ah. Twenty fifteen, we beat Germany one 0 Take yeah. that. Yeah. Two World Wars, two, one World Cup. I was about to say that. I was about to <laughs> Two World Wars, ash. one World Cup, and a third, fourth place player. So <laughs> stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> and hello to any German listeners out there. Villa coming, and Danke for listening to us. Um, I think this is a new record for jokes made about the World Wars. I think we've never mentioned it ever. We've done it yeah, twice in we've never mentioned the war. half an hour. I've mentioned it. I think I got away with it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's, so, yeah. that's, more, that's, more that's our sponsorship gone, by the way, lads. Wingstop will never be interested now. Are they German? No, but we can't be making... Chicken wings are very German. They're all bratwurst. Yeah, but we can't... Wingstappen. Schnitzel and bratwurst. Very true. Yeah, sauerkraut. Although they they probably would be quite sour after using to us. They would be a sauerkraut. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that. Is that done? Yeah, oh, we're going to do a fillet on them. Yeah, we absolutely should. Just give it a nod of the heads. We're going to be like a, a sign-off after making the the, the Wobbles joke, but no, that wasn't just, um, yeah, that wasn't planned. That was yeah. that was just yeah, yeah just, just off, off the cuff. See, I can make jokes without mm. thinking about them in advance. <laughs> yeah. So, my little July recap contrib- contribution 
surprisingly, I, you know, very out of character, I was going to talk about golf. Which, yeah, for those that know me, will know that's very out of character. I don't really like talking about golf and shots gained and driver makes and all the stats behind it. Um, you not want not once mentioned how far you hit the ball as well. I can't hit the ball. Really. Do you have a wife? I do have a wife. Yeah. Recently, yeah. She hates me talking about golf. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. She doesn't yeah. listen to this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh God, no, she doesn't. We would not be married if she did. Um, right, so we've just had the Open, or the British Open, as some Americans incorrectly refer to it as, which is the fourth and final major of uh, the golfing calendar. Um, so in men's golf, there are four majors. Think of it like the four tennis majors, Wimbledon, US, Australian, and French. Um, there are actually five in the women's game, uh, but four in the men's, and we've just had the Open Championship, which is always hosted in Britain. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, which is always hosted in Britain. Uh, this year was at Hoy Lake Golf Club, which is just outside Liverpool. Uh, it's the 151st iteration of the Open Championship. It's the oldest golf competition in the world, your oldest major. And um, was won by Brian Harmon, the uh, rather unknown at the time American only five foot, I think he's five foot seven. He's very short. To that, Rory's only five foot nine, right? He is stacked. Um, but anyway, uh, the relatively unknown I'm Brian Harmon. Yeah, but he's stacked. Um, and yeah, he won, if you're born with a, uh, a score of, I believe, minus 12. I think it's five ahead of the next at minus seven. Um, in very testing conditions. It's 13 under. It's 13 under in the end. I, so, yeah. uh, I stopped watching with about eight holes to go because it got boring. He had already won. Um, in very testing conditions around Liverpool, so congratulations, Brian Harmon. Uh, fun quiz. How did he say he'd celebrate? Oh, whatever. So, I know this. Do you know the answer? Uh, out I, of the two of you, I would have bet you to know this. Yeah. Well, did he Why? say he's going to drink some stuff out of the jug? He did do a lot of drinking out of the car jug. Um, was it smash a few lines off a... <laughs> you know. No. Okay. Uh, so, he, uh, there's two things. He went to an American-themed restaurant last night. In, uh, yeah, in Liverpool. In the world. They didn't realise who he was, and then it got out quickly, and then he was taking beer or whatever out of the, out of the junk. Yeah. The other thing he said he was going to do was uh, go ride his tracks in, go cut his grass and his brand new tracks in. Which he did not, which he, to this yeah. day he has not told his wife how much it was. Uh, <laughs> really? I mean, apparently he bought himself a new tractor just to cut like the grass on his farm or something. Love it. And he refuses to tell his wife how expensive <laughs> the tractor was. <laughs> I mean, well, you did just pick up a check for about one point. Three million. Three million. Yeah, well, it's five million. Yeah, second place is one point five. Jesus, that's so much money in golf now. I see that. It's only 750k a day. I mean, I think what fifth and sixth got 300k, all the way down to tenth, I think it was. Well, no, if you make the cut, you get paid. Yeah, exactly. Not a lot. It's a top 60 players or so. Mm. Um, but yes, anyway, so one of the things that was particularly impressive about his round of golf wasn't the number of times he waggled his bloody golf club <laughs> before hitting the ball, which is one of the more annoying mannerisms in golf. Um, no one should his, do it. Yeah, no, no one, one should do ever, it. Ever, Ben. Who do you think uh, you <laughs> Was uh, actually his putting. Mm -hmm. uh, so he really did live up to the drive for show, putt for dough mannerism. Um, and he actually made, so out of all of the putts he had, 
that were inside 10 feet. So all the putts he had that were 10 feet or closer to the hole, and there were 59 of them across his 72 holes of golf. Ridiculous. How many do you think he made? Is that correct? I think there were 60 of them. I thought the stat was he had 44 putts within 10 feet. He made all 44 of them. Uh, that was um, prior to the final round. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, well, well that, that was at some point he was 44 yeah, from 44. 44. He was like just nailed um, it. He ended up I it, 50, in total, 60. there were 59. How many do you think he made? 58. Correct. He made 58 Damn. to 59 putts from inside 10 feet, which is mental. Mm -hmm. um, he also didn't uh, three putts at all in 72 holes of golf. Yeah. You know what? As and from a from a personal standpoint, I find more impressive than any of this. He only hit three bunkers. Yeah, which your Hoylake is a joke because they're everywhere. And it was yeah. so windy as well that you yeah. couldn't really see what he was going to do. Um, as a yeah. man who's, whose golf ball seemed magnetically drawn <laughs> to the sand. Sandy wedge. Do you know what he did with the bunkers as well? Sorry, interrupts. He hit his, his first bunker came on day three, and his second bunker, he was in bunker, was he bunker twice? I, I thought it was twice, but I'd read it was only two bunkers. I thought it was but... twice, yeah. Well, the same one that I read, I, the article that I read said he also had six, 59 or 60 putts. So maybe yeah. someone's just... I, I, thought, so I thought 59 or 60 as well. But yeah, yeah so anyway, he, the last, he hit the bunker on the 18th hole and on the third day, and that's it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Brian Harmon very much lived up to that old adage, drive for show, putt for dough. Now, there is one player on the tour uh, who they very famously... Does not well. Does not. Can say that does not live up to that, but as in he is absolutely pony at putting. Do you know who it is? Well, at the weekend it was Rory. Yeah, Rory had a very very cold. Yeah, John or or Scheffler. It is Scotty Scheffler. Scotty, the current current world number one, and it turns out he can't actually putt, which is some. I know what you're thinking, but he's world number one. How bad can it be? Really, really bad, it turns out. So I went through and looked up his... Hang on, hang on. Is this one big justification as to why hitting the ball harder and further is better no. than... No. I've, I've got the exact... I've got a, a riposte to that. Not harder no. and further. Is that because he's harder and more accurate? More <laughs> shots lost off from putting. Is he something like that? Is Very that way, way behind. Yeah. yeah. So um, in golf, the main stat to measure how good you're doing, basically, it's called strokes gained. And they break it into four categories. So off the tee, approach, which is sort of long hits into the green, around the green, which is short level chips onto the green, and putting. And it's all done on how accurate you are, how far you are, how close you get it to the hole, um, et cetera, compared to the average for the PGA Tour. So zero would be you are an average player on the PGA Tour. There's about 180 or so. Um, so his strokes gained, um, T to green, so everything from his very first shot until he gets onto the green and is putting, is 2.8. It doesn't sound crazy, but that puts him first by an absolute mile. Is that per 18? Yes, it's per round how many shots you gain yeah. over the average of the field. So it means per round he gains three shots on average. So over a tournament, he's 12 shots better than someone, the average player, from T to green. Yeah. Um, the next best this season, so he's 2.8. The next best is two. So percentage-wise, that's, that's massive. Yeah, that's massive. And that 2.8 <clears throat> is the highest since 2006. 
So basically, he's a ridiculous Yeah. Um, so he's Teeter Green. He is phenomenal. First by an absolute mile. Where do you think he places in putting? Bear in mind, he's come top twelve before the Open. He'd come in the top twelve of his last like fifteen events. Nineteen. He's won two events. Like he's having a very good year. Where do you think he ranks in putting? I think you told me this for the weekend. Do you remember? I well, I'm gonna guess out of 180. Is it like as in place or strokes? Uh, what is his ranking in putting on the PGA Tour? Uh, I uh, mm, can't be lower than like six, average, surely like 60-ish. He is 139th of 180. Yeah. So as good as last, really. Well, but there's still 40 people. Yeah, but, but when you're and like, yeah, when you're first, he's first by a mile in the other things like it's not even close and it's not even he's not even just first tee to green he's first off the tee he's best on the approach and he's best round the green he's best at each individual one and the overall scotty just go and listen mate i I'm we've not... done everything he's changed his putter he changed his putter for he changed, his, put- <laughs> changed his putter yeah, he wears different color shoes yeah. <laughs> uh you he know, breathed he, in he, then he breathed he, out he's, he's done his hair differently <laughs> you know his, left foot, his right foot um he was horrendous to watch passing though. He would he would leave things short. They were going left, but and right. There, I kind of so I'll give a few examples of like where it cost in the passing, and then a few sort of interesting delving into it a bit more. So at the Masters in April, one of the, the first major and the main one, well, arguably the main one, um, there were only sixteen players that putted worse than Scheffler in the whole tournament, and Scheffler came like fourth or something. I can't remember where he placed mm-hmm. them at the Masters, but he was top 10 and there were only 16 players out of the like field of 150 that were worse than him at putting um and he was again first in approach that's all uh, at the pga championship which is the second major he was third off the tee eighth in approach but 34th in putting so better but still clearly comfortably worse behind, yeah. same thing at us open he was top 10 for everything else 33rd in putting then, so they, they're the three majors. Um, it gets more interesting when you look at the proper outliers of just the big PGA events. So these aren't majors, but they're just big tournaments. So this year at the Memorial, in one of the bigger tournaments of the year, um, he, uh, so he came third at the tournament. Um, across the tournament, the four rounds, he gained more than 20 shots tee to green, which is mahoosive, 20 shots. Um, it's one of the best. I mean, 20 under, you're winning presumably anything. Yes, 20 under would never not win your. Just be an average putter, job done. Um, and that's one of the best of like of that stat of all time for a tournament. Um, he lost the tournament by one shot uh, because he was last in putting, literally last. I mean, I know he's very good and very successful. That must drive him. Yeah, absolutely mental. Um, the other thing, so and you think like, he's, he's, he's won two tournaments, so he's had a he's don't feel sorry, too sorry for him. He's another stat he's also first in is prize money this year, a cool 19 million dollars on course. Yeah, so you're doing fine. And um, but here's the best aggregate score across the four majors this year, excluding Rory because he missed a cut in um Augusta, the Masters, mm. so you can't really count him because he didn't play four rounds. So across the four, well, 16 rounds of the four majors, 
Scheffler's 18 under, next best is Victor Hovland on 16 under, and then the cascade of others. It's ridiculous. Scheffler didn't win a major. Interestingly, neither did Victor Hovland, the two bears that were technically best across the 16 rounds just didn't tie it but together. It's also mad that across 16, so golf famously incredibly difficult, that you can't have a bad hole because that carries, that stays with you for the next three days, four days. You've got four days of playing perfect golf to win. And it's a, so that's over what? So that over eight, oh, sorry. Over across all 16 rounds, yeah. he is 18 he's, under. He's 18 under. So he's basically just going one under a round, mm-hmm. which for a professional golfer, you'd hope, you think it's like more than feasible, but it's so it's so hard to do. Well, the best round at the Open on day four, the best round was four under. I guess the well, the weather was. I guess you can't. And day two and three so. at the Masters was like yeah. biblical weather. Like trees were literally yeah. blowing over on the course. Like, yeah, that's really people. Um, yeah. So last one was Scheffler. Um, so you think just oh, his putting's rubbish. That's it. He's just rubbish at putting. It's kind of more complicated than that because in one putt percentage, so how many of the holes does he get onto the green and he only needs one putt to get it in the hole? He has 163rd, so dog water, absolute trash. In three putt percentage, three putting is very bad. You basically never wanted, or you never want to do it. And it's kind of seen as a cardinal sin for a professional golfer. Where do you think he ranks? First being best, first being the lowest three putt percentage. As in the number of people, as in... How many holes, what percentage of the time do you take three putts on a hole? It'll be, it won't be that high, I'd suspect, given the way you set the stat up. It's a bit boring for me. Mm -hmm. It sounds like he can't putt the, he can't sink the first one, but, or he's good at getting onto the green, but then doesn't necessarily leave it near the pin enough to one putt most of the time. So for three putt percentage, he is ninth. So he's the top ten best putter for not three putting. I'm assuming it's it's being normalised, so it's not just how many times do you three putt versus it's how what, good are you three putting. It's what percentage of your holes do you three putt? Oh, I see. Oh. So that's not necessarily trying to. Obviously, people, you know, you'll land in different places in the green. So basically, if you read into it really, really in depth, essentially. He's best at getting onto the green. He gets himself to about 15 foot and just never, ever, ever, ever one putts. But we'll always two putt. Whereas to get a higher percentage, you need to be hitting the odd one putt. Which, you know what? If you've got his game, in theory, that works quite nicely. You don't necessarily need to... But it means you don't get birdies. Fair. But you don't necessarily need to gun it for that one putt if you... You just need to have a high floor for putting and just let everything else do the work. So he's like the quintessential player of if if your life was on the line and you needed someone to go round in level par or better, you pick up Scotty Scheffler. If you need someone to go around in 10 under, yeah. you probably say, uh, Rory or Ram, can you help me out? Because yeah. they're more likely to have an absolute scorcher, whereas Scotty's not. But yeah, so I was thinking, in, in just in the context, it's just around out. What other sport or sports person can you think that they were like blindingly fantastic at like three out of four or whatever aspects of the game? And then they had a... a, a stunningly glaring hole in their repertoire. There's a couple of tennis players that come to mind. Uh, Roddick and Milo Ferranich. Well, for me... Very good serves, good in the That's almost hands, the opposite then, way around, isn't it? They're stunningly good at one thing and that helps cover everything else. Uh, true, yeah, it's opposite. I can I can think of anything where they're so good at nine-tenths of the sport and then that one-tenth 
prevents them winning literally because if he putted even averagely he'd have won basically every tournament he entered the show i don't think there's many other sports which you could break it down into i mean they're objectively three different motions right driving is one and it's almost it's almost the same <clears throat> swing or drive iron wedge putt yeah I, I don't know. I suppose fundamentally, like the putting is completely different. To yeah. Any other to the, any other golf swing. Yeah. So it's 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 a tenth of the sport, but it's also. Well, you, you have your your putter swing and your driver swing is quite similar. Brilliant. Uh, can we keep it relevant to the people listening? Actually, because that's <laughs> that's too niche. And I I'm sorry, everyone listening, that fellas taking this in the rogue direction. Um, I, you know, we'll do better next time. We'll in the debriefing afterwards. <laughs> we'll go over this every time. Good. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think it would be like, hep, well, not heptathlon, but it's like yeah, someone who's unbelievable. Yeah. Is there, was there a quintathlon? Obviously not. Or a decathlon um, or something. I guess the, uh, what, the only one I got close to were, but it didn't prevent him winning everything, was just saying Bob was a very slow starter. He's terrible. Was very starter. slow. Yeah, that's mine. But he was, you know, he's, that's he's foot 11 foot four, 9 or whatever. Yeah. I, I was always thinking <clears> when you posed the question to go a different way, which was, can you think of any sports person who's been wildly successful? from consistency above just being vol- slightly... like volatility yeah i mean because golf is unique is it unique as a sport and that you have to be perfect over four days because there are so many other people and you have one black hole that can yeah. ruin you yeah yeah so it's not like there are four of you and so you're all likely to cock it up at some point there's 180 of you all and of them all all are pretty world. good yeah but all of them are pretty good so yeah. that's why you get like Harmon coming through who was what 11 21st ranked or something it's pretty low Oh, he'd have been outside the. Yeah, that, yeah. That'd be amazing if he was ranked that highly. Pretty, and then you know you've got Michael Block doing pretty well at the U.S. Open. He was another very, very low-ranked, relatively unknown golfer who had three amazing rounds. He was basically a club pro. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking, well, yeah, someone who's consistent but not great, and actually, irritatingly, my first thought was F1. It wasn't like David Coulthard, like good at everything, but not an unbelievable driver, or like a Jensen Button. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I actually know nothing about F1, so it's been a again, good suggestion. Really really yeah. so. Well, because your car gives you the, kind of the, the bucket in which you'll finish. Yeah. Like, this car you'll finish first. You can outperform or underperform within your car. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really couldn't think up another sport that lent itself. Maybe, maybe, maybe cricket, you may have a batter that's known to be great, poor hitting balls into the offside. Yeah, but true. I can't think of anyone that's like that. Then you play, Is it you... Travis Head that's toilet when it's under bounces? Yeah, he's, maybe. he's played pretty poorly, I think, in the short game this series i mean yeah unlikely to be that bad over a long period of time yeah you get batsmen that have like a stint where they'll get up to spin 10 times in a row but like kirk cousins nfl he's one of the featured quarterbacks in the new netflix series i was gonna say quarterback quarterback, there must be one like he just can't run yeah well like brady famously couldn't run if you watch his watch his combine stuff where he joined the league and they tested his measurables like, you know, forty yard standing broad jump and this for forty yard dash is laughably slow. Yeah, like jet, like we would be quicker, right? You might uh, be. It's you watch it. It's like he's running in slow motion. Genuinely, so like gang. We we run in slow motion. Though, yeah, recently. I back myself to be a college Tom Brady over yeah, forty yards. Of course you would. Yeah. Watch the video, mate. It's it's <laughs> all like right, all right. It, it honestly looks like they're like right. Here's the combine, and we brought in this random man off the street just to show you how impressive everyone else is. <laughs> yeah. Who was a comedian? They said they should do that. Like in every Olympic event, they should just have yeah. a random average day. Yeah. Five point one seven seconds was forty yard dash time. That is spoiler. What was Rich? So Rich Eisen's this could this. Uh, what yards and meters? Uh, ten percent. So that's thirty five meters. They're thirty six. 
Rich Eisen's 40-hour dash time. He's a, he, in, in 2018, so he's a fair amount of TV producer who, uh, he started running at 2005, so he must be like late 40s, 50s. He did 5.97, so not that, that point eight seconds behind Brady. Not that, not yeah, that. At 50. Um, but that's all the person, Kirk Cousins just been sort of consistently like solid. Like, like there's no, not a lot of volatility. He throws some picks sometimes, but you know. Not. He's always been sort of between he's the fifth and yeah, best quarterback. He's really unbelievable. Love that. He's oh. re- he's really unbelievable, <laughs> but he's really terrible. Yeah, yeah. He'll get golf as a sport. Well, he'll get his yeah. hundred QBR each week plus minus ten, and then. Well, as you well know, QBR is a new ranking where hundred is the uh, highest possible ranking. So QBR, no, I thought QBR. I thought, that's quarterback. I it was like quarterback rating. I thought like one forty was the highest. One hundred fifty-two point three. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, no, QBR is the new one that ESPN made up, which is out of the hundreds, and it tries to take out more to each camera. Oh, what's the hundred for two point three? Quarterback rating, as opposed to QBR, which is stands for quarterback rating. Right, great. <laughs> Good God, so. look, man, I didn't make it up. What do you want me to do? Call ESPN and say, listen, you may have heard us from, from a podcast with 12, <laughs> 12 to fourteen listeners. No more Germans, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I feed the Zoom. We had I'm Guten Run. <laughs> So, Still working on that. Um, right, anyway, that's my yeah, that's my golfy golf. My, Any... my Harmon stat, by the way, was that he was hundred ranked 113th off the tee going to this event, and he still won. Yeah. Just proving that it's not about hitting the ball really far off the tee. Didn't he rank like eighth off the tee during the event? Very. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he, he was. was. He was top 20 in everything. He was top in putting. Uh, off the tee, 11th. Yeah. Putting first, around the green, 36th. Okay. Uh, approach, 34th. Basically, be very good at driving and very good at passing. Yeah. Good at everything, basically. Yeah, he, good at golf. He was wild because he hit like what four bogeys and then immediately the next next hole burned them. Yeah, like, he was, was very good at ridiculous. He, well, he was like yeah. well day three he was two over through four and then level through seven. Yeah, he just immediately come back. Do you know what's really hard to to swallow if uh, Brian Harmon uh, a whole egg uh, a cactus. Uh, if you're gonna interrupt the fucking <laughs> <laughs> such a prick. Anyway, what else is hard to so, uh, If Rory had Brian Harmon's putting, Rory would have won. Oh, good, yeah. 13 under. Five miles, yeah. Number one. Oh, right. Only Harmon one. was minus 12, right? I think it's just 13 under. If I had dragon wings, I could be on a holiday right now. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, okay. He would have drawn, drawn first with Brian Harmon. Yeah. yeah, Rory did not putt well. Until. Um, well, so that's now. This is the other question people were sort of saying: Is it? Can you think of another athlete who's had so much success at such a young uh, early stage of his career, and now he hasn't won a major for what, like ten years? Twenty fourteen, won two majors in twenty fourteen. Yeah, and everyone goes, "Is he going to beat Jack Nicklaus's record? Is he going to catch up to Tiger?" And then he does nothing for ten years. You good for nothing, false hope giving. Curly haired fuck of an Irishman. I mean, well, I'll be that. Just a, just a really good bloke. I just guess. Uh, just, just, just just really I mean, he, he's won everything else. He's just not. Yeah, he's got he's, he's he's like He always challenges, right? He's generally top. He's not he's, like Scotty level. He's been top 10 like 15 times now without It's the longest top 10 streak without winning in. Uh, again, I mean, that's comfortably. Unbelievable stats anyway. But... By miles. No one else has as many top 10 finishes without a win than him. I think. If he now wins, it's the longest stretch between two majors. Mm. <clears throat> but he's still like an absolute, like, just beloved. Hey, don't worry, I'm not feeling so sorry for him. No, he's no. got many, well, he's got whatever, he's net worth of over 100 metal, but 
Sorry for some. No. Go on, go on, Rory. Maybe I do. I saw the like the perfect summary of Rory McIlroy's sort of life and how successful he's been. Was he where they showed a few like... they showed a few videos of um, recent PJ winners and their like partner would stream onto the green and give them a big hug and it'd be quite emotional. Um, case in point, this weekend while the Open was going on, there was actually another PJ tournament going on and Akash Batia. Um, the 21-year-old, I believe, in his first year on tour, won his first event, guarantees his place on tour next year. He was very emotional. His girlfriend came onto the green game, big hug. He was crying, blah, blah, blah. Um, Rory won the Scottish Open the week before the actual Open. And um, kind of wins, gets his trophy. As he's walking off the green, his wife's there with his daughter, Poppy, and he just gives her a quick kiss on the cheek. She goes, well played, love. <laughs> so, like, along those lines of like, well played, dear. <laughs> it's like, dude, you just won. Like, everyone else goes mental. Yeah. Even his wife's like, not even on the green, just goes like, oh, well played. <laughs> Good on there's, a, there's another win. Cheers. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. For some, he's, he's, he's won a lot. Well, look, really you know, when you're, uh, when you're a trophy winner like, like I am, you understand. Because that's the new, that's the new, uh, oh, that's the go. benchmark, that's the par I expect greatness from myself when I step yeah. out onto that first first hole and hit it into the bunker again. You realize next year you are first on the team because of that. Winner yeah. must tee off first. I'm gonna spend the entirety of my year practicing like one four eight yards. <laughs> yeah. Like a like a slinger from right to left. Yeah. Matt Boucher. Boucher Boucher. Boucher. Matt Boucher style. Yeah. This is the slinger back in again. And um, have we got time for one more stat? Or Reese has written down a billion. So... I've got, well, I've just got one, a little bit. Yeah, go on, go for it. Like, we can do yours first. No, go for it. Crawley. I've just got What's Zach Crawley. Brilliant. Shout out Emma Crawley, wherever she is in the world. Dubai, probably. Um, Zach Crawley. So, in the. Jeez. Is that what you've got? Maybe. Come no, on. no, 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 no. Just do yours. Do yours. Go first. I'm not going to be. Jumpy drinking there. Brilliant lad. On a Monday. Can I step in? No. What have you got to say? Did you see the tweet from. Basically, there's like an Australian-run Twitter account right. that just berates Zach Crawley, and he's like <laughs> about how rubbish he is. And at the start, oh, of, no. at the start of his innings, he's like, "It's like 4 a.m. here. I've, I've promised myself I'll go to bed when Zach Crawley gets out." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, he's like, "Yeah, he's there for like seven hours or whatever." <laughs> this guy, like, fair play, he literally stayed up and was like tweeting the whole way through, like. But, but seriously, can he get out now? I really want to go to bed. Like, it was all balanced, but I'm tired. That's amazing. That's class. Yeah, so we're obviously talking about Zach Crawley's innings, uh, the first England's first innings of the, and only innings of the fourth. Yeah, Ashes Test. Australia. Well done retaining the Ashes. Well done retaining the Ashes due to weather. What a sad little life. <laughs> you with a little trophy. So he, uh, he hit 189. From 182 balls. Monster innings. Yeah, monster innings. So 21 fours, six threes. That's exactly 102 runs from boundaries. Six threes. You mean three, three sixes. sixes, sorry. Fun fact, that's his only three sixes in Nationals Test cricket. That's I can them. believe that. That's them. Um, so that's a relatively tame 54% of his runs from boundaries. Uh, so I decided to look at the Crick Info list of the most runs from fours and sixes in innings. Is this for any innings or this is for This is for any innings. Um, I think there's like a, it was the top, it was, it was from the top 100 list of people, of number of runs scored from sixes and fours. So I think the, the baseline is about. So it's the most 
So it's the top 100 run score gross boundary gross runs. boundary runs. Okay. Gross boundary runs. Um, so and I then you took it the percentage of total. Yeah, well, I looked at percentage of total because I mean I found a list of we'll get to later of, of like top the mo most boundary runs minimum fifty runs. This right. is specifically Ashes. So top by gross was Don Bradman in 1930. Yeah, of course. Who scored 184 boundaries on his way to a 334 innings. You get bored at some point when you like, come on, man. yeah, get out. Um, but the top by percentage was a, a familiar name from the third test, oh, Mitchell your, Marsh. Oh no, not your lover boy, Travis Head. No, Travis Head's done very well actually. He's still up there, but he's now below uh, Zach Crawley in terms of strike rate in the Ashes. Uh, Mitchell Marsh, 118 runs from 118 balls, 92 runs from boundaries. What? 78 percent mm -hmm. of his runs in his in that. That's innings. mental. Yeah. From boundaries, ridiculous. 78 percent. How many? Well, just chop load dot balls, and then when he hits it, it's right to the boundary. Yeah, yeah. we're bowling pace him, so he just needs to clip it, 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 it and yeah. go for boundary. So I mean, they couldn't find it specifically for Ashes. I think the next was 77 or something like that, and it's like she jars up there somewhere. Um, but from a different website called ACS Cricket Stats, minimum 50 runs. Do you guess what the highest percentage of uh, runs in tests in in a test? Yeah, I still feel it's got to be Gale. He hits the ball so far. I'm going to Gale. We're doing the highest percentage was though. Yeah. Um, so what percentage of oh, joke boundaries? Well, Marshall's what would you say 78, and that was. It's astoundingly hard. I'll go, it can't be much more than 80. Low 80s. 80. Jeff? I want to go 66. I'm going to just, just be trying to find this. Unless someone's like race to 50 with basically only boundaries trying to chase with... Oh, the quick, oh, the quickest ever 50 in test was like, sure. It's like 16 balls. Yeah, that was Chris Gale. No, it wasn't. That Chris, was Gale, years, Chris, Chris Gale. Chris Gale is by the way, he's at sixth on this list. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Where he got sixty fifteen fours, so he got sixty runs out of sixty of sixty six were boundaries. Oh, so okay. ninety percent. Oh wow. Ninety point one percent ninety point nine one percent. The top is a chap called Madan Lau, India versus Pakistan in nineteen eighty two, eighty three. Fifty boundaries, fifty two runs, ninety six point one five percent. Nice. Eleven fours, one six. Uh, another special shout out to number three, 93.10. I think it's, is it Dale Stain? Hang on, sorry. Oh, Dale Stain. So 11 yeah. fours, so you had 15. 11 fours, one six. How many fours did he face? Ooh, it's not in here. So I'm sorry, if he did 11 fours, one six, presumably, let's say, two, be generous, two singles, that's only 14 scoring balls mm -hmm. to get his 52 runs. Yeah, that's got to be up there for a record as well. Maybe he could have, he could have stood there for 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 like three hours and not scored there, right? Yeah, maybe that's why he didn't come through. Other ones I enjoyed here: Dale Stain, ninety-three percent of his runs, got fifty-four or fifty-eight. Batting at ten. But Dale Stain was six, like the six fours and five sixes. He was the rapid bowler, right? Gun. He was, uh, uh, yeah, he was a machine gun. I love bowling. Like, he was so bad, like bad, so, so face. Very good on uh, um, stick cricket as well. Yes. Yeah, bowler. he is. And then uh, just one more. Fun fact: I'm T.G. TG, TG Southy, Southy. Oh, he's the Kiwi. The Kiwi. Yeah. Oh, University of Kiwi. Oh, Surprisingly short for a pace bowler. 7 8 70 of 77 with boundaries. That was four fours and nine sixes. Damn. Anyway. 7 so 7. I yeah. Think he's younger than that. 
So there you are. Um, other so Zach Crawley, it was his first hundred first hundred in Test cricket. Nope. Nope. That's Surely, wrong. That's wrong. That is. Uh, he said four Test centuries. Yeah, that's. Is this his first against Oz? Might have been the first in Ashes. Mm, oh, this is the thing. So before, maybe. so before that innings, he had three hundred and sixty-two runs from twelve innings, average of thirty point one. And in one innings, he raises his overall score by fifty-two percent, roughly, and raises his average to forty-two point four. He's but he's now, now got the most runs and the highest strike rate in the Ashes. Yeah, in the innings. Yeah, in the sorry, in the in this test, he's got the third highest strike rate in history. None of us, none of us guessed Crawley, did we? For the most runs. I mean, if you watch his innings where he hits 180, whatever, he, he should have been out like 16 <laughs> times. On, he just, yeah. just should have hit inside edges. Oh my, crazy. Driving him crazy. Watch that. Like, oh my, yeah. how's that one not hit? And just, you could see the Australian priests going mental. Just start laughing. Um, yeah, uh, that's what yeah. anyway. My right. third highest strike rate now in Ash's history, above, uh, not too far above Travis Head. Big shout out to Travis Head. Yeah. Listen to the last pod. That's it. Sorry. What's your Crawley stat? Did he? Did he? No, he's in oh, you, oh, li- oh, oh, right, okay, yeah. Did he? I was no, like, because if Travis had listened to this say. podcast, all I would say on this episode all of the podcast is was, <laughs> hi, Travis, how are you? Do you fancy coming on? Do you want to go for a beer? I'll meet oh. you. Wait, I, I live a 10-minute walk from the Oval. Do you fancy finishing yeah. your test and coming for a chat? <laughs> What's that? No, you don't. Yeah, yeah fair. Um, right, anyway, yeah, my, my cricket stat. So... Uh, but I'll skip what I've written down. But anyway, uh, we can blame Zach Crawley for yeah. the whole fourth test. Every time he's hit fourth more... test, but yeah, he was the only one that did anything. Well, well, well hang on a second, <laughs> just stop interrupting. <laughs> Christ, uh, every time he has hit more than 150 runs, the test has been rained off. Well, for God's sake, Crawley, how interesting is it? One of one. Two of two. <laughs> <laughs> He's hit 267 in Pakistan and now 170, whatever. 267. Mm-hmm. And the test was drained off. Oh my word. Yeah. So here's exactly the reason why it was it was yeah. uh, it was canned. But anyway, there are some. I don't know if you've seen this, but the comparisons between the test of the weekend and what happened 10 years ago for Australia. Have you ever seen this? No, I haven't. This is the one that was rained off, and we ended up retaining. Exactly yeah. that. So there were some weird, really weird, like mirrors between both um, black hat between us, like that innings and this innings. So if, if we are living in a simulation, can someone please just upgrade my version of simulation? I'll pay. Your <laughs> version simulation. My version of the oh, simulation. simulation. <laughs> what are you improving? Uh, just everything. Just everything, please. Haircut. No. The ability to peck dance. Personality. Jokes. Golf. Sex life. You done? Dating life. You done? Job. Yep. That's All right. You've got to go at me for a job and it feels like I've got my hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. Ooh. I'm having a lot of fun in my glass house. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Reinforced. Um, right. Anyway, let's finish this off. Um, right. Yeah. So between two innings, there were some weird similarities. Um, so it's not the first time the losing team in the Ashes have had the third test had a test called off to rain, having had one, the recovering team score 500 plus runs. Having, make sense? So it's not the first time. Not the first time. A test re- has been rained off where the team behind. needs to win. Were, but yeah. Scored had scored 500 plus runs. Oh, yeah. wow. So it happened 2013. We are up 2-0 in tests. It's the third test. It's at Old Trafford as well. Uh, Australia scored 527 runs in the first innings. Actually smash out the park. Uh, we score three six eight. 
kind of boss lit. They put on another 127 and then declare. And then we put on, we absolutely fold 37 for three. Good and then it's rained off. Was that we, Sydney? This is 2013. So, oh, the, the is back lap is. Yeah, no, no, no. In Manchester. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, this, yeah, it's England. It's his old traffic still. Ah. Um, you could tell because he said it was also. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Too busy texting and interrupting. Yeah. Who are you texting? Hi, Peter, we're back oh, soon. Hi, Peter. Have a great time with the glads. You're just giving me some shit about his hair. He can't hit as far as I can. She actually texted in the joke. She told me to mention Oh, did she? Hey, me. Shut up. No, all the, the only reason I say Sydney is all they kept hanging on about was how it also rains a lot in Sydney. I was like, oh yeah, but yeah. England has to rain. Well, I went, well, yeah, yeah. Famously, when I went to Sydney, and you guys did the Australia episode without me, um, it was the wettest September they've ever had. Only Not just because I'm there. Brilliant, brilliant. No, Jamie, it was very rainy. Sorry, Jobs. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to talk about this. That's here. Right, anyway, yeah. So those are the numbers, if you have forgotten them, uh, tough. And 2023, <laughs> England scored a 592, Australia put 317 on, uh, and then... Sadly, we didn't have them 37 for three. <laughs> we didn't, we had them 214 for five. Yeah, um, sat there. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so then... Turns so, rain saved England Classic uh, 2013, but then saved Australia this weekend. But then what's even more weird is that the top scorer for Australia in 2013 scored 189. No. What? England, it was 187. The surname with the le- uh, that got the top score contained the starting letter C and contained the letters A, R, E, and L. So it was Crawley and Clark. And the third highest run scorer for both the joint on 84 runs had surnames starting with R and O. That's uh, Roots and... No, definitely. Um, oh. oh yeah. Um, is it root again? Yeah. No, it's the Australian guy. Oh, the Australian uh, guy. Uh, give me the initials. Oh, I don't remember his first name. Oh, his surname is. Is it R O to start? That was the start, yeah. Ron... Roger Rogers. I think his surname is Roger Rogers. Hang on. Yeah, it is. It is. It Time is. is a flat circle. I can't remember his first name. Uh, Chris Rogers. Chris. Yes. It's not Captain America. Isn't that Captain America? Chris Rogers. It is. Uh, yeah? Chris Rogers? No, it's someone similar. Chris, is it? His name is Chris Pine. Pratt. Oh, yeah. No, no. The other one. No. The other one. <laughs> no. Uh, Morris. Uh, Chris Pine? No. No. Chris Pine was um, Star Trek. Chris Pratt is... Star Lord, Lord. Parks and Rec. Star. It's, it's Steve Rogers. Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. Who's the Chris? It's not Pine Pratt. Him. His best role is still um, the first Knives Out, by the way. If anyone hasn't watched that, unbelievable. Evans. Chris Evans. Oh, um, after the Radio 1 DJ. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what's really, really weird about the Australia ratings, uh, you had names such as Kawaja, Stephen Smith, David Warner. Do you want to guess where David Warner's batting? In 2013? Four? Because he's an opener now. Four? Seven. At six. What? <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah. When is it six? Just your batter. Yeah. Well, look, all I say, is, what I say is when you're a young man, you come in, you swing your bat around, guns blazing, you want to hit all the balls for all the runs. You grab a little bit and you realise, actually, you know what? Just plod it around. Oh, and then the second thing is Winton as an opener. 
Oh, I don't care. It cheap. might be the conditions where they put some. And then Root went in as an opener as well with Alistair Cook. Oh, Alistair very Cook famously used to open with uh, Simon Norris. Right. Same as well. Alistair Cook, who famously used to open, I think, with Simon Norris back in the day in the really? school schoolboy cricket team. Yeah. Damn. Shout out, Big Norris. Thanks for not playing at the tournament. Let me win. Because I won. Mate, Stableford. Anyone can win. What's our point? So you didn't even go around the best goal. But I'm the best goal for though. Well, relative to your ability. No, I'm the best goal. So how many trophies do you have? Uh, loads. I, wait, how many do trophies you really do you think I didn't order six of them and there's five <laughs> on my mantelpiece? <laughs> I think grade 2017, 2018, 2019. <laughs> well, so I'm going to keep this one. Yeah. That is very odd. Mental, isn't it? That is very odd. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm mainly irritated because I've been watching that the sort of past two things. And you may remember, because I certainly remember, that you asked the question, how do you think we're going to do with the test? And I was like, we're going to win it. You are like, Haha, go on then. And yep. I was like, we're going to win it. You said 3-2. I said one win, one draw, one loss. I said 3-2. I'm plumb on as long as we lose. I said 3-2. And I was feeling so, so good about it. Yeah. And I was like, and then it was, was it was the stat that we win more than often, more than disproportionately often at the Oval? I think the Oval uh, was our... No, we win the most at the Oval. Yeah, we, the Oval was and our... Trafford's the one we always draw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Oval was our winningest, our winningest yeah. like, venue. I, and I was sitting there going, we're going to win this. It'll be three two. Everyone would be like, I've got evidence. And I was going to make you edit in that bit of me saying that. <laughs> and they're all planned out, all and produced, all directed. You're very wrong. And the old, and there's going to be an unbelievable day of sun as well. And it just, yeah, just wasn't. I don't mind the fact that we lost. But it's more the fact that I sat there for three days and watched it, and then it just nothing happened. Yeah. or wasted three days. Yeah, like at least getting excited. Oh, just, interesting. So know. we're saying it's cricket as a sport which takes entirely too long. If you sit there and watch three days of it and then nothing happens and then you can't even play it on the Monday. But if there's yes. a draw after five days, fine. Yeah. But if there's a draw because two fifths of the cricket has been rained off, it's rough. Did they it's... play at all on Sunday? No. They played. How much did they play on Saturday? Uh, it was, started it was late, quite, finished at a lot of times. It was still like no, 20 or 30. Well, this wave. No, they yeah, barely played on Saturday. It started, four, it started late, yeah. Day four, they barely played though. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how late it started. I know it started late, but I yeah. know pockets where they didn't play. But this is the other thing, right? So day four, they still took a full break for lunch. Yeah. It's like you know the rain's Joe, coming. The Joe rain's Root, yeah. It's Joe like, Root came out and like was slagging off it. Like, England, you can still be playing cricket, so like easily eight more heats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely can't be because you look outside now. You couldn't be playing cricket. Now. It's too dark. No. But I mean, but also it, a joke. We weren't allowed to bowl Mark Wood because it was too dark. Yeah. Like, oh, no, any, any of this, any, it was any of the paces. It was yeah. just Mark Wood. It was. Yeah. At one point, it was only Mark Wood. Oh, was it only Mark Wood? And the irony that the umpire said it's too dark for you to bowl Mark Wood was yeah. at the time wearing sunglasses. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry. What? Well, what? Well, it's no wonder he thought it was too dark. Yeah. Second joke. Oh, I saw him. Saw him yeah. a minute earlier. Yeah. yeah. There you go. But it's yeah, it's a shambles. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well done, Shane. Shame. Well, not really well done, Shane. Yeah, no, well, yeah, even Pat Cummins was there. Like, it's a rubbish way for it to happen. Yeah. Glad, glad we retained it. Reflects their hard work in Test One and Two. Blah blah blah. But yeah, this around. isn't how we want to win. They yeah. ground it out. Um, um, what's his name? We lost Everyone, it. They didn't win. Everyone's favourite, most bitter critic of basketball, Glenn McGrath. Yeah. Basically, is, is sort of we came out and said Australia needs to play basketball, didn't he? He said Australia needs to play mm-hmm. basketball, and he said England. The problem is we've created this basketball construct where it's we basically try to take every bit of pressure imaginable off the team. Yeah. And what they what he said they should have done is 
you know, if you lose, you're like, oh, it's just bad sport. It's just the way we're playing. It's yeah. not the fault. It's, it's not the fault we're, we're playing. Live by the sword, double sword. Yeah. And he said, well, we should have, rather than batting, like to get whatever, how many heads, should have declared much earlier yeah, on the Wednesday, especially because, you know, and put some pressure on yourself to get Australia out by bowling them. Oh. Even not playing basketball, they knew yeah. the because, rain was coming. It's because we declared yeah, yeah. too late in Test 1, therefore we're like too prangy. Sorry, we declared too early in Test 1, and that's why we lost it. And therefore... I, no, I still see the merits of Test 1. I, I think this is a classic yeah. like, like process yeah. outcome yeah, type thing. 2020 hindsight. In theory, look, as, as I'm not a massive cricket watcher, as I think they very do it very obviously, um, but he's also got incredibly into it this time. <laughs> I don't care. I love it. All in. I'm meant to be playing on Sunday. Here we go. Um, I see the merit. Yeah, it's one of those things. The merits of having your bowlers against, like your bowlers fresh against their batsmen, getting them to bed Absolutely, in twice. Yeah. They're seems miserable because they've been fine. Out the it might not day. work, but I just feel like you can't have a go. That we sacrifice maximum thirty runs. Like that's not going to win a lose you. I guess Joe Root was. Did we lose that? Wait, did that one? Joe Joe Root was in, and so maybe you say, look, Joe, just go hammer. But I just think, you know, you've made the calc. You've taken the calculated risk. It might come back. It might not. Maybe that's basketball giving yourself a way out there. Just as, as, yeah. as I'm just saying that. I don't think we, dec- we declared too late because Johnny Bairstow was doing too well. And he was getting too close to his 100, right? Yeah. Because he hit like, there's one over or three overs where he hit, put on four or five boundaries. And they're like, well, we can't cancel him now because yeah. he's on 70. Yeah. He could get to 100. Well, he's then come out and said that like criticism of his wicket keeping is, is not on or something. And it's like, well, right. wicket keeping is terrible. He's like, well, you know, just I mean, really back an injury. It's, it's missed chances that have lost us the Ashes. And extras. Well, it's not even the extras, it's the wickets no, that were no extras. balls. Same, yeah. The extras you could almost forgive, it's the wickets that were no balls and the drop catches. No, this podcast is ruining. You know, all I see now when I see cricket is extras. No, it's R A A R. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Runs oh, added after yeah. reprieve. Oh, but, Mitchell Marsh was the big one, wasn't he? Well, Kawaji was the biggest. Well, and obviously, in the words of the great Lex. Who saw Jolly Bestos won the catch and said, "Actually, I want a, quick, a wicket keeper who gets his feet going the right way." So he just yeah, to make he just one take a step yeah. to his right and yeah. catch it with two hands. He's right. Not wrong. Yeah. Not wrong. Hi Alex. Good starting. Hi Alex. Thanks for continuing to make London safe for cyclists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, Les. For who is building trains and bridges, or is oh, he? So, no, he's just running TFL. He's on many crusades, Les. Yeah. yeah. Some of which he probably is actually doing, and others which he's just making up on the spot. Yeah. What uh, what sport are we most looking forward to next? Not cricket. Currently, you've got the Women's World Cup. Not cricket. Will it, will, will, will it be done after that? I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, NFL actually, NFL, done... NFL training camps reopened pretty soon. When's the first Premier League game? Oh, like mid-August. Yeah. Have you seen that Luton have um, had to postpone their first Premier League games because the pitch isn't ready? Not surprising. And then the stadium is a joke. The Premier League have. Uh, there's like a list of requirements. Yeah. Have you seen this? And one of them is under soil heating. And then said, yeah. Lucy, you don't have to, do, have to do it. But under soil heating for a football pitch. Right? I mean, I mean I guess, well, the amount of, they, they do hate a billion pounds. Even so. Oh, yeah. They hate the we haven't mentioned. Breaking news today 259 million. Oh, Mbappe, yeah. Which would make him both the first and third yeah. most expensive footballer ever. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it his move up, to PSG is currently the second most expensive. Does it come up to 1.1 billion of pounds? It's a billion euros. A, year, a billion euros. A billion euros, euros for one year. Rental. 300 fee, 700 I mean, million salary. PSG have got to sell them. Yeah. 
Well, that's and Pansy Wade in the Sings, like they've given permission. They give and PSG, saw, yeah. PSG will let it happen, and then basically make him back pay out to look like the bad guy, like oh sell out, blah blah blah. When really it's them being like, oh my god, three hundred mil, ka-ching. I, th- I think it's reasonable to say, because this is the thing that, you know, the parallels with Harry Kane. Before they have to let him go for free. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So apparently Daniel Levy has been told by the Tottenham owner that he has to has sell, to sell Kane, Kane yeah. rather than lose him for nothing. And especially in, you know, even Newcastle have come out recently and Eddie Howe talks about the impact of, of uh, financial fair play and that's why they have to sell Alain Sam Maximum for like 30 million, which doesn't seem like a lot. Then you figure out that they can actually, what they can offset. Yeah. Anyone they sign and it's X million over X million per year over the duration of their contract, which is what Chelsea are doing eight year contracts. That's why yeah. Chelsea have just shot us over the foot, right? So you get Mudrick, yeah. yeah, to down from seventy to like what seven million a year. So actually it's a kind of little accounting trick where yeah. you get four people in, sell some maximum, actually that covers the first year, mm-hmm. job done. I did see I think my favourite tweet in relation to all of this was when uh, the two about old Tottenham were interested in uh, in signing Killian and Mbappe. And it was like, I think it was yesterday. Do me a favour. And this guy. This, 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 this guy, this guy in a wheelchair replied saying, yeah, and I'm interested in walking. <laughs> oh, that is, that is, that is brutal. Was that, was yeah. It? Fair play. Only you're allowed to make it. Yeah, like as well. Yeah, yeah. And everyone says that. Yeah. JP had sent a picture to a group chat moment of a uh, shout out James Palmer. The club's interested in signing Kylian Mbappe, Manchester United, Chelsea, Al Hilal, Real Madrid, Tottenham. And as a Tottenham fan, he says, hope he, hope he takes our offer of £20 per week plus a packet of crisps. Uh, sorry, plus a packet of crisps and a lack of European destructions. Very seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Where where is Harry Kane going to go? Because it's sure he's not going to go to Germany. I think he's staying. I think he's staying. What? He wants the he wants the Prem record. What's more meaningful though? Uh, the Prem record. I mean, this point you have to go the for the Prem record. record. But like Bayern Munich, you're guaranteed to be in the contention for the Champions League for the next two three years. They give him a four year contract. He's in age, his game's in age pretty well. They've got some seriously good young players. Musiala is ridiculous. Everybody's um, fine. I can't imagine Kane wanting to. Davies is young. Davies is young. Well, that's the problem with Germany. It's like living in a foreign country. Yeah. No one, please send me Jeremy jokes. We, and he's we can't do that. No, that was a. Who, I do actually need to see. That was a Jeremy joke. Who was it? Who was the striker? Was it not Lineker? Who went to Spain? Spain. Lineker. Was it Lineker? Yeah, went to Spain and said it was like living in a foreign country. Actually, yeah, that was the point. The good people of Germany. I mean, no ill will by this. That, that, but Bayern is generally ridiculous. They're really young. They'll keep getting better. True. But we'll if you're Kane, will he will he keep yeah. the England captaincy position? Yeah, in Germany. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. Yeah. Well, who, I mean, uh, Bellingham said his first game for Real Madrid, and by all accounts, sixty three minutes. Harry looks class. Three, yeah, six three minutes played bang. Apparently, knackered at the end. He's absolutely gas. He probably just probably really imagine like yeah. Carry like the the adrenaline before you yeah. go on like Real Madrid as like a twenty year old. Well, that was twenty. And it was it was it was eighteen seventy two. The Industrial <laughs> Revolution was yeah was underway. We just found yeah. a steam engine. Yeah. Any last quips or comments? Reese is old. Reese is old. How are you guys? Good luck in your day on Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.